Hi, this is Renee Christensen, author of Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, my new book that's available on Amazon. So if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to head over there and check it out. I am here with my friend Rebecca, and we are going to talk about different ways that kids can serve today. So Rebecca, why do you think it's important that kids learn to serve? So I think we're living in a world where generally everybody, it's all about me, 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 me. And it just creates for a very selfish culture. And uh, as believers, we're, we're taught by Christ that we're here to serve. Yes. We're here as ambassadors and we're here to serve. Um, even Jesus said that the son of man came to be to serve and not be served. And so if we're to follow in his example, it's important that we serve and um, kids are not exempt from that. And I think it really helps them combat them thinking that their world is all about them. Yeah. Um, People all the time are talking about how, you know, toddlers, elementary teenagers are, it's just whatever about is going on in their world. And there's a world outside of them. And when they serve, that helps them see that. Yes. I think so. Yeah. So important. I think you're right. It helps. It's such a great example that Jesus gave, you know, where he was washing even their feet. He served Mm -hmm. coming down and being willing to suffer and die. I mean, he definitely was the servant and the way he took care of just, just, it's amazing to think about God himself coming down and being willing to do that. And whenever we are serving, it is, it puts you from a place where you're thinking of others. And I think that that just helps you honestly, to not be as prideful, to not be selfish, to feel more love for others and to be exposed to more things. Like, I don't want my kids to only be exposed to our family environment, you know, where they, and not be and where people be. think that they're better than other people are. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm above doing that. That's so-and-so's job. Yes. Growing up for me, even with my that's a fast way for it to suddenly become your job. And you're <laughs> like, thank you for volunteering. I'm so glad you wanted to participate because it's important that we humble ourselves. It is. Because, and um, should love to others. Right. And it's, it's part of the great commission, honestly, because we're called to love and we're called to serve mm-hmm. and, it's easier for kids to do it if they see that their parents are doing it. And so I always encourage people start, start with yourself and then your kid, cause your kids will follow you. Yes. So. And I love being way, finding ways that I can serve with my family. Mm-hmm. I really do. So I think you can serve two places. You can serve inside your home, which is very mm-hmm. important that we learn to serve each other and put others before our own needs sometimes. And then we can also serve outside the home, which You know, whenever you have really young children, serving inside the home is easier than serving outside the home, just based on different opportunities that you have. But I think that there's plenty of ways that even young kids can serve outside the home. So I guess let's start with inside the home. I was going to say inside the home kind of sets the foundation. It does. Yeah. So what are some ways that your kids even, I mean, you've got young children. Yeah. So I I have two kids. James is about to be four next month. He reminds me of it almost every day. And then my daughter Priscilla has just turned two. And for me, it's never been a, oh, this is something we're going out of our way to do. 
-hmm. It's something that I just want to be ingrained into our normal family culture. And so I literally have videos of my kids at two years old, unloading the silverware from the dishwasher and sorting them into the little silverware rack. Um, Things like sorting the laundry. They know what their clothes are. Mm -hmm. They know what mommy's clothes are and they can put them in the piles. Um, Helping each other clean up their toys. So um, what's funny is Priscilla will often help James clean up his toys and not the other way around. (laughs) Um, Just that natural (laughs) motherly instinct, I guess. But it's just, it's in little ways, you know, um, they watch, uh, my husband Gideon chopped up a bunch of salad stuff for me last night so that I wouldn't have to worry about lunches and, you know, you may not think about it on a conscious level all the time, but that was a way that he was serving me yeah. and serving our home, especially with me being a full-time work from home mom with two preschoolers that I'm homeschooling. And it's just, that was a huge blessing. For yes. me to be able to have that food ready and um then my kids want to help him cook and sometimes that help is more <laughs> helpful than others but um they they're responsible to help clean up their toys and and I think starting them home. young makes it a lot easier as well because whenever it's something to, that you learn to expect from an early age and you can then build on that because when yeah. they're young they don't always want to but I don't know. It's definitely for all of my children. It's been easier, more exciting whenever they're young because they're, it's they want to educate you so much and it's fun to be able to do what mom and dad are doing. And so, and they want to be right there with you. They do. They do. And it's fun to be right there with them. You know, I mean, I, yes, I, I love sorting clothes with my little ones. I still do. Daniel was probably three whenever he started really wanting to help with the laundry and, um, I would fold it up and he'd take his little piles and yes, it's a little hit. They might slip out of his hands and end up needing to be refolded, but he was so excited to be able to, to bring them to the drawer. So, and I think it's neat too, because, you know, a lot of the relationships that we have here on earth are reflective of the relationships that God has with us. And when it comes to that parent child dynamic, we're supposed to mirror our heavenly father to our kids and so when they do a, a job or they're serving in the home, that's our opportunity as parents. It may not be perfect, you know, yeah. like you were saying, it may, may not be great, but that's our opportunity to be able to delight in them and yeah. go, good job. I'm so proud of you because the Lord delights in us when we're serving. And so for us to be able to do that for our kids and just really brag on them and I have found, and I have to remind myself of this because I do have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, um, to brag on what they're doing well. And I've noticed that when I'm focusing them on that, I get more of that. Yes. And there's less fighting and there's less bickering and there's more, oh, here, I'm going to play with sissy or I'm going to do, mommy, I'm going to, I'm going to help Priscilla do this. Okay, great. I'm so proud. You're such a big helper. and. That's they that look for that. That encourage one another and build each other up. Because yeah. whenever you're encouraging them and not criticizing them, because you you don't want to, when somebody's wanting to help, you don't want to discourage that because the person's more important than the task. Yeah. So for my dishes, my silverware's put up well because it's obvious. 
but my other dishes are not always put in the correct place. And I really like organization, but I care about my kids more than I do the organization. And so if they put, if they don't stack the pots just right, but they put them in the pot cabinet, that's fine because they are still choosing to serve. And I'm not, I want to encourage that act of love that they're showing. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's more important for them. There's ways that we can work on attention to detail mm-hmm. and do it in a positive way because mm-hmm. um, I have lived with people who are very particular about the way that things are organized or not organized. Um, I can be particular sometimes. So I, and I think we all have those. And so just looking at somebody and be like, Hey, um, I really appreciate you doing X, Y, and Z for me. Could you try doing it this way? Because I would really like it if you did it this way. It just makes, you know, it's, it's an encouraging way of saying it and not like, you know, I like my towels folded this way. Why did you fold them that way? How dare you fold them a different way? <laughs> right. I mean, think through the classic things that new married couples can argue about, right? Like, and it's just petty. And you just need to let it go because they served you and you can work through those preferential things. But especially I feel like with small children, attention to detail is not what's key. What's key is that heart of service and really encouraging that. And then as they get older, they're going to look to you for that praise and affirmation. But as long as they're getting it, from a a source they're not going to care as much about what everybody else thinks and they're not going to be worried about living for the praise of man yes and so it just there's so many things that we can do while they're little that set that foundation for them I feel like for the rest of their life and outside the home you know I think it's It's really a lot easier the older that they are, but I have found ways that our entire family can still serve. So once they become teenagers, they can work at soup kitchens. They can um, mow people's lawn. They can do more difficult physical things that literally you're not allowed into the kitchen at a younger age. There's certain things that with age you can't do that you are able to do and different sorting things. We've put together rice meals to go overseas. Um, so just, you know, depending on the age. So I really feel like once they get older, it's even easier. But it's really wonderful whenever you can find something that the whole family can do together. What are some of your favorite family service it's activities? Some of my favorite family things is whenever we are caring for people that are sick or having somebody that's dying, because it's something that everyone can do. My youngest ones that can't, right yet they can draw a picture and then they can say what they want the card to say and it can go to them then my middle children they're able to write cards they always write a verse they think of a verse for the person as they're praying for them so my kids are learning to pray the whole time that they're doing this then they're also actually able to reach out and do something my older kids they'll end up baking things for to bring to the hospice home or to the, you know, if there's a meal that somebody's had surgery or a new baby. So then they come, everybody, and then everybody's able to participate to be able to do this. They might not all be able to bring it, but the whole family has been able to pray for them and serve them in some way. 
and let them know that they're loved. But I loved what you said with kind of, I think you said your middle age where they'll, they'll think of a scripture to pray over them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's teaching them the importance of praying scripture over people and not just, it's not something we're coming up with in our own head. It's praying God's word over people in your life or yeah. people and that you know of. And I, I think that's their, amazing. Yeah. And they can be encouraged by those scriptures. And the reason that they're able to do that is because of the number of scriptures that they've memorized, you yep. know, because that they're able to think of those verses. So that was, we had talked on a previous episode about scripture memory. And mm-hmm. so that's one reason that they're able to do that. Another thing I really like to do with them is to go visit shut-ins. Not everybody, they must call shut-ins, here we call them shut-ins, but other people in the country, they must call them something else. But a shut-in is just somebody that for whatever reason, they can't leave their house. They may not be sick. They might just not, but there might be mobility issues. They might not be able to drive anymore. So they're stuck at home. And there's so many ways that you can serve them. And God values every person, Right. He made them, he values them in every stage of their life. Somebody that's stuck at home and can't get out is just as valuable to God. He loves them just as much as he does somebody that's young and able to do a lot and how much they appreciate people coming to them. And there's so much that you can do for them. So we might go over there and play games with them. We might find out what their favorite recipe is and then make it for them whenever and bring it to Oh, I love that idea. Um, we will bring over a plant sometimes, like not if they have cancers, you know, there's different things because of the immune system. So, but we'll bring over a plant. We might bring over, um, crossword puzzles with the large print. We can bring over coloring sheets and they can color with the kids. We'll bring, you know, just, there's all sorts of things. And then practically we make sure that they have food and we get them signed up for meals on wheels. If they need it, we find out if they're able to take their trash out or if they need somebody to come and take their trash out. We see if they need to do yard work. Is there some light cleaning that we need to do? But usually. So if there was a family Renee that was looking to get started yeah. With, with serving and they're like, I don't know any shut-ins or I don't, I don't know anybody that's, how do you find a soup kitchen? How do you like, you know, if we're, if we're starting from ground zero, how would someone find out about these opportunities to serve? So usually when the, the shut-ins that I visit, there's two different ways. You can do it through Meals on Wheels. They can give you a list of people, but I go through my church and it's people that had been attending and then they had, were no longer able to attend. And that's something else you can do. You can help them to get set up with zoom calls so that they can see people face to face. Cause a lot of times they're not tech savvy. You can make sure that they know how to log in to be able to watch the sermons, things like that. You can help them with, but if you go to your church, there should be people like that. You, there's also usually a senior, um, organization of some sort. They're called different things in different towns, but they can get, put you in touch with different people that need help as well. So, and then you can just ask around. And the other thing that you can do is if you have friends that are caring for their parents, you can give the friends a respite by going and visiting them. We've done that as well, because when you're caregiving for years, it can be exhausting and you're not able to ever go out with your family together. It wears on the caregiver. It does. It gets to be exhausting. And so, and when you're out of sight, sometimes people can forget that you need help, you know? And so just to be thoughtful in that way and to sh- just make sure that everybody knows that the reason you're doing it is because of Jesus, you know, that, that it's that love that you're mm-hmm. willing to show for him. 
So those are some ways that we personally really enjoy serving. Yeah. So what age would you say that you normally like soup kitchens or places like that? Um, I think there's a couple here locally, like Mm -hmm. pregnancy crisis, crisis pregnancy centers. I know um, one of them, they have, you know, they they need stuff sorted all the time when it's coming in. Uh, There's another one family. Yeah, we've been able to. We've been able to sort things. A lot of times they'll let any age sort things if it's not food. And so we can get as a family and we'll just tag team with one of the little ones and then they can help us sort things. When it comes to food, typically you can't until you're 14, 16, 18. It just depends on where you are. I don't know that there is a consistent law. It must be county-based or it's changed over the years. I'm not sure. So, and for soup kitchens, you can just Google (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to find out. Well, what- I feel like there's, there's so many, even that you can do like the cross, I'll call it the crossover between inside the home and outside the home. There's so many organizations that you can do things inside your home, mm-hmm. but then it's going outside of your home. So I know for my family, we've done the operation Christmas child shoe boxes. And I have found that it's really a unique opportunity to take my kids to go shopping but they're not buying for themselves yes and they're buying for another child and so they get to pack that you know they don't actually get to go to the other country and they don't actually get to but they get to package it and we get to talk about it pray over the box and the items um pray scripture over and they get to learn wherever it's going that everything is not just for them and that can mm-hmm. be a difficult lesson for some kids. I had one child whose name I will not mention that had a great deal of difficulty, tears <laughs> over at the box because it was not that that child was not getting the items that were in the box. Yeah. And it was such a good learning opportunity for mm-hmm. that person to realize that everything doesn't have to be for them, you know? Yep. And I think another one we did in high school and college were um, my siblings and I, um, obviously I don't have any of that age, but thinking back to my own experiences, we put together military care packages. Mm-hmm. Homeless um, care packages. For the, those overseas. Um, and there's all sorts of opportunities to say thank you and to the people that are serving selflessly, even if it's a paid job. So thinking about nurses and doctor hospital staff, yes, um, hospice workers, you know, even if it's as simple as you go and you buy chapstick with your kids and just drop it off, their lips get dry. They're talking a lot. There's, they're not super humid environments. And so there's so many ways to serve and say, thank you. And to be and generous to others. Love people. Yeah. And you can do, um, you know, they've helped us with just general grounds cleaning for schools, for the church, you know, yard work type things that everybody can do some things. Picking up the sticks, the little ones can do those things. Um, and just the older ones can also do administrative work at the church whenever that's needed. Cleaning up, putting the things up after you get back from camp 
and the children's ministers exhausted. You can help them clean all of those things up, bring the packages in after VBS. And my kids that are old enough, so once they're in sixth grade, they can volunteer at VBS. They can volunteer at camps that take place at the church. And they do that, you know, so then, and I think that's special for younger kids to see kids that are close in their age that are choosing to serve. I think that's something really great that they're able to do as well. They're setting an example. Mm-hmm. And I think it also encourages older people to see youth serving. Yes. And oh, I love seeing it. Yes. It's it's encouraging to know, okay, all hope because I feel like sometimes when you get up into those older years or you get near that senior saint status, you can think that all hope is lost and that the next generation, there is no hope to be found that they're terrible and it's all going downhill. And so to see those young people serving is just encouraging. It is for, for older people serving. Yes. To keep up the good fight. I agree. So those are some of the ways that we serve. Um, And I just think it's important, you know, because we want to be serving in a Christ-like way. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on and talking to us. You're welcome. How to serve. I really appreciate it. And I do have another podcast, Walking Through Paul's Letters, where each day, Monday through Saturday, we read a chapter from one of Paul's letters and talk about how we can apply it to our lives. So if you haven't already checked it out, I hope that you'll head over there and do so.